that's when blogs were like becoming to be really popular. Like I was following some really cool people, their blogs and what they were sharing. And I'm like, people are making a business out of this. I was still working full time at my full time job. I'm like, well, this looks fun. Like maybe I could do this. Hey there, I'm Emily Steele and I help local business owners turn their pie in the sky visions into amazing money making realities. After working with hundreds of local brands, I created this podcast to give local business owners even more tools to build a simply irresistible brand. I'm ready to be your personal point guard and assist you in all your business endeavors, one interview, episode, and idea at a time. Together, we'll tackle the topics that you need help with the most to make your brand a force to be reckoned with on all fronts. Through interviews with other awesome business owners and experts who are currently crushing it, to tip-focused episodes centered around need-to-know topics like social media and email marketing, we'll span the entrepreneurial horizon and provide you with the resources you need to take your brand straight to the top and then some. Let's do this. Hey, Erin, welcome to Local to Legend Podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, so I've known Erin, gosh, actually I've probably known you like four-ish years at this point. We met, I think we had our first little date at the Botanical Gardens. We had a little lunch together and now we're, we get to collaborate on a lot of different things. We're constantly DMing each other. We're in communication a lot and it's been so, <laughs> yeah, pretty much constantly. <laughs> and I was really excited when I started this podcast to bring you on the show because you have done so many cool things in the local community of Des Moines, which is where we both live. And specifically, you have been building Des Moines Parent, so a specific blog in the Des Moines area that obviously supports parents, so very straightforward name. Yes. And I really want to talk about kind of the blog world, because I think as a creator of the blog and the owner of this business, there's a perspective you can provide to people who are maybe interested in that, but also want to think about what it's like for local business owners who are curious about partnering with bloggers, what that means and looks like. So it's a little bit of two conversations and I'm excited you're on board to to chat about it. Looking forward to it. Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about you and Des Moines Parent. What is it? Who are you? So I'm Erin Hewitt and I am the owner of Des Moines Parent, which is an online local resource, a blog for parents in Des Moines and throughout the Midwest, really. And Fun fact, I actually did not start Des Moines Parent. I actually purchased it from someone else who had begun another local dad who had started the blog in 2014. And I was kind of doing something similar with another website I had, um, sharing my experiences and going on, you know, with my children and doing fun things at Des Moines. And we connected through various things. And he offered, he was like, I see much potential here, but I just don't have the time. And so that's kind of how I took over to my parent. And then from there, it's kind of blossomed. And it's just a wonderful resource for, you know, parents to learn about fun things going on in Des Moines, in the Midwest, um, parenting topics, has an event calendar, all those good things. It's so funny because when I first met you and you're doing this, I'm like, oh, not your target demo. Now I'm like, oh, tell me all the things now that I have yeah. a kid. <laughs> it's so much more relevant, which is so fun to engage in your brand in that way. But so what year did you take it over? 2015. So 2015. he began, I believe it was in the beginning of 2014. And then about a year after he kind of established it, I took it over. Okay. So 2015 was a lot different than when we're recording this, uh, almost at the end of 2020, right? Right. Like that was probably when Instagram, oh, not Instagram, when Facebook was really popular, right? Like 
for pages and like people were liking and following business right. pages in a different way. And Instagram was like kind of happening, but not quite the same. Is that true? Yeah. Do you remember yeah. it the same? I do. <laughs> what was and going on? When I started blogging before it was Des Moines Parents, before I, when I had my own, I kind of had the idea. It was like, it was right after I had my first child, which was, he turns nine in January. And so I was like, that's when blogs were like becoming to be really popular. Like I was following some really cool people, their blogs and what they were sharing. And I'm like, people are making a business out of this. Like I was still working full time at my full time job. I'm like, well, this looks fun. Like maybe I could do this. You know, I could totally do it. So, you know, I started out just basically journaling, you know, what we were doing and it kind of blossomed from there. Mm-hmm. So how do you decide what to write on your blog and like how often are you writing? What's this kind of content calendar like for you? So I would say my goal is to push out two to three posts per week. And it really depends like the season, I would say like fall and we because we do a lot of events like that are happening or ideas for parents to do with their children, like with fall, Halloween, Christmas, all those fun things. So I would say that those time of years, those times of year plus summer are probably our most busiest because there's a lot more content to share. Yeah, like two to three posts per week. Um, And it depends on what's going on, you know, just Halloween, Mm -hmm. Christmas and all those good things. And so post means blog posts, right? So then do you take those and repurpose it into social? Like where are you pushing out your content from blogs? So whenever a blog post gets, you know, published Mm -hmm. on the website, we um, make sure we're pinning it to Pinterest, um, you know, using, you know, Tailwind or whatever format that is. And then we'll make sure that we are posting on social media. And then it goes into a bank of if it's not seasonal related, if it's like a parenting article or it's about a business that can be relatable or a good resource all year round, it kind of cycles through. um, And I have it in like a bank and I'll be like, oh, I should really talk about this and really, you know, post it on social Mm -hmm. media or Instagram or wherever that is. Where do you find that most of your traffic comes from? Do you have like a specific source that really moves the needle for you? Facebook. Facebook is a big one. And I think it has a lot to do because when I'm sharing blog posts, the direct links there, people could click on it and, you know, Mm -hmm. do it with Instagram. You put a picture in the grid you have to go up to the, if you don't have like your swipe up feature in your stories, <laughs> but you have to go up to, you know, the link and click the link and find the bot. I think it's just easier for parents to yep. navigate it. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that like, even when I'm on Instagram, I want to spend time on Instagram. Like I don't necessarily want to leave the app. I think users are kind of experiencing the same things. And I'm noticing social media is like dinging you a little bit more when you include links, especially Facebook what I've noticed the most, like if I ever include a link, it's like, oh, okay, no one saw that one. Right, <laughs> um, right. So I don't know if you see that too, but you probably have a, such a large audience that you can capture, you know, a handful of people that really did want to see that. And do you have a group for your, your community at all? Or is it just a page at this point? So there is a group and actually I kind of combined, we, there's a, within Des Moines, there's a group called Des Moines Beyond Four Walls. And it was actually created by another parent. And at the time I was thinking of creating a group. And I was like, why don't we just like connect? And I asked her, I was like, would you mind connecting? And, you know, I send my followers to this group. And so we kind of just work together with that group Mm -hmm. and I share content from Des Moines Parent onto there. And so I didn't Mm -hmm. want to recreate the wheel if it had already 
venue. Yep. What a concept to just simplify and collaborate. And not everyone's willing to do that. So I love that. And that's such a spirit you embody. So I love that about you and what you're creating too. So, okay, you're, you're a blogger, you're creating two to three posts a week, which is like, whoa, that is impressive. And do you have, do you have someone who helps you with the content with writing and posting and stuff? Sometimes some of the content is sponsored. So like if we have an advertiser who has an event or something they want to promote, they will actually write the content and I publish it as a guest contributor. So some of that stuff I'm not writing. I'm just plugging it into the website and creating the SEO and making sure the images are all, you know, have their captions and all that stuff. I'm just setting it up for success. And so that, (laughs) that also helps with my two to three post content. So if I have one of those and that, you know, narrows down how much I have to create as well. So, so one of my favorite things about just living in such a digital age and bloggers who have like moved to Instagram and Facebook is the opportunity for brands to work with these blogger influencer type people is incredible because someone else talking about your brand is way better than you talking about yourself, right? right? When you're pushing out your own ads, it's very different than Aaron Hewitt talking about the brand experience or posting it on your website. So let's talk about that a little bit and how that process works. So if someone is looking to create more visibility for their brand and they reach out to you, what is that conversation typically like? So it really depends on what they're looking for. So if they're like looking for a specific event, a product, I mean, it really looks like what their goal is, is kind of, if it's something that's like happening, like sometimes I'll get things that'll happen like within the next seven days. So we don't have much time to like plan much. So maybe it's a, you know, a few social media posts or it's me experiencing it and sharing my, you know, what I've been doing, but really it's just like, what is their goal? And then giving them the options of what, I have to offer. So, you know, blog posts, ads on the website, doing like a Facebook live, Instagram posts, you know, Facebook posts, newsletter. We have a pretty big following of our email newsletter. So that's an option too. So, okay. You essentially kind of package it up and say, I think I have your media kit even from a year ago, just so as I think about different client and opportunities I know, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure that varies, right? Someone's like, oh, we just want a blog post. You're like, well, you can have that, but you can also add social and email and, you know, really get the most mileage out of this content. Mm -hmm. Do you find that the advertiser people you work with are kind of choosing a a specific package or way of working with you? Or is it really different? Usually it's the blog post only because the blog post is going to stay on the website forever. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. not only can I repurpose that and share it in my own way, but they can take it and share it in their own way as well. So like if it's something about a certain product, they'll be like, well, hey, look at what this parent has to say about it. Or here's more details about this product. And then it's a win-win for both of us because now they have content with SEO set up and all that stuff. And so now they can use it however Mm -hmm. they want it to be used. And then it helps me because it provides more visitors to my website and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Love it. Yeah. So like I followed this gal. I, I don't remember her name. Now I feel really bad because I've been reading her blog content for a long time, but she does. Her blog is called Making Sense of Sense. Oh, you I know her, her name might be like know. Melissa or something. Okay, yeah. I don't know. But she was like making six figures a month blogging. I was like, what is how? And I was so intrigued by this. I think I found her on Pinterest when I was just beginning this like entrepreneurial journey. I'm like, what? I did like had no idea bloggers could make money that way. So because I am who I am, I like did a deep dive and I'm like, how do you make money blogging? And there's so many ways. I guess I just didn't quite realize the, the ways. So I'm like, 
you know, she does it through affiliate marketing and sponsored posts and kind of these like advertising types of opportunities. So I'm curious, do you like what is the breakdown if you were to think about how do you monetize this this platform you have? So the, the biggest is the sponsor, like my media kit and creating those partnerships with like local or national brands or whatever that is. That's probably the biggest source of income for the website. And then I do have Amazon. If so every month I have like one or two blog posts that will have affiliate links in it. So they're usually like roundup posts or like best items to buy, you know, something that has to mm-hmm. do with that, where I will, pl- I will basically plug it with a bunch of Amazon links. And I make some money off of that. It's not my number one income. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people do make a lot of that. And I don't think I probably am using it to my best ability. I probably should do some more research regarding it. Sure. And then there's ads um, on the website as well. So when you go on, there's just general ads. Mm -hmm. And so I work with another company. It's a third-party company where they go in and place the ads based on my views and stuff. They'll place them where they will be best shown. And then I get a monetary each month, depending on page views and who clicks on those and all that good stuff. So fascinating. Yeah. I just learning about that world was really interesting to me because I think Zach and I at that point were like starting to journal slash blog a little bit more about our travels. Like it was really exciting. So I was like, how does like, what does it look like to monetize something like this? And never like mastered it by any means or quite had the capacity to even think about doing that. But I do think for anyone who's like, I do want to start a blog. There's a lot to consider with it in the sense of like, you can find affiliates, you can find sponsored people, but it takes a while to build that trust and credibility before, you know, the page views before people necessarily want to even consider working with you. And something that we had just chatted about recently just kind of in that influencer space and like brand partnerships. I feel like the standards are continually rising on what brands are looking for with different partners. So whether bloggers or Instagram influencers. And so like what you had said to me is that your Facebook has like a lot of followers, but Instagram, like we're not a small community, but like I've seen a lot of people say like, I want 10,000 followers in Des Moines. And I'm like, I have really truly have yet to find a local Des Moines brand that has 10k followers Mm -hmm. and you know some people who live in Des Moines they might be like graphic designers or photographers they might have that but their audience isn't necessarily Des Moines Mm -hmm. so what you shared is that sometimes people are like no we're not like we're not willing to partner because you don't have the follower count does that happen with national brands and local I think it's more of a specific when you when we say 10,000 like it may be 10,000 specific for like Instagram I think a lot of times they don't look at the bigger picture. Like, so, I mean, I have quite a, I mean, I have quite a few followers when we add up website, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, all of those together. If you add all those together, I have a pretty big audience, but I think a lot of times brands are looking for something specific. And I mean, if they're wanting to run an Instagram campaign, I understand that, but we also need to look at, you know, how active those influencers are with the people that they're following or who are their followers, like click on the followers and Mm -hmm. take a look to see if are they reputable followers that they have following them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm eager to see that shift. And I have an interview I'm going to do with Matt Niblock, who's kind of part of the hummingbird team. So you'll learn more about that soon if you're listening to this episode, (laughs) but just thinking about kind of the brands looking to partner with local influencers kind of like air quoting that but the people who do have 
a digital presence that people are paying attention to that informs them of new things and gives them the opportunity or makes them excited to try different restaurants and activities and events. And I think there's just this huge belief that you need to work with people who have these like thousands of followers. But I'm like, you know, I think even if I were to find someone who had 100 followers and those 100 followers like were diehard, like anytime I recommend something, they, you know, take action over someone with 2000 followers from all over, like maybe went to college with someone, but they don't live in that community anymore. I just think people are missing opportunities because they're just looking at such a specific uh, follower count. Right. It's just so interesting to me. It's a big but I know it's like. It is. And it's about ultimately it's about trust, which is very, very hard to synthesize and calculate. (laughs) Like how much do Aaron's followers trust her? Like, I don't know. Right. You know, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know the same for me and for other people. So until we can really figure that out, I don't know that we can look at anything other than follower count and some engagement. But I think it's just an interesting conversation that I definitely want to be a part of. Hey, Local to Legend listener, we'll get back to the show in just a minute, but I wanted to take 15 seconds to invite you to a five-day mini course that I created just for you. It's called Launch Your List, and it's all about using email marketing to grow your local business. We offer step-by-step snackable trainings, so you have all the support you need to start, build, and grow a thriving list of people ready to buy from you the minute you hit send. If you want to join, just visit www.love-local.co forward slash launch your list to register. It's totally free. That's www.love-local.co forward slash launch your list. All right, let's get back to the show. What else should people know about blogging? If they're like, I, you know, I kind of want to start a blog or mm-hmm. um, maybe I do want to work with bloggers. What What's going on in this world that other people should be considering? I definitely think if you're wanting to jump into that world, find something that you're like super passionate about that like you have a lot to say and about that because you can quickly like write two posts and then be like, oh, that's all I have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Find where the gaps are and like tune in on a niche. Like what are people not talking about? You know, like what brings you joy and keeps you busy and do it that way. The other thing is, is starting out can be like kind of like frustrating because you're like posting and you may not get people viewing it or making comments or and so I think it's just make sure you have the consistency you're like always posting always sharing to all the platforms you know that align with you and then reaching out to people I mean when I started I was like oh people aren't gonna want to because I don't have that many followers like kind of what we were just talking about but if you like really send an email that's true not like a copied email you know sometimes we get some of those that are very generic and you don't it doesn't really feel personalized but send a personal you know personalized email like saying hey this is what i have to say um would you be willing to work with me have your media kit ready you know give them the media kit with your stats and what your options are and just be you know super professional about it a lot of times people are open to the idea of working together Mm -hmm. and even just like this pops in my brain too if you're brand new to anything and you're looking for let's say you like start a, I don't know, Chicago fashion brand and like you don't have anyone following you and you like are starting from scratch, like then look for potential brand partners and do it for maybe free just to show others that you have brand partners and that like this is what it can look like. I don't love the idea of doing work for free, but I feel like in the beginning you just like to get that momentum, like 
you just got to be willing to be creative for sure. A lot of times people are willing to do like trades. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that I've done for trades because like with my, with my kids, if we're like a lot of trips or things like that, I mean, I would end up paying to go to something, you know, anyway. And so if we're going to do a trade and it, it it builds good momentum anyway, because then you can use that content, you know, and include that in the things that you've done and stuff. So. Mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. The trade world is totally possible. Well, I feel like this was a super helpful conversation. Just understand the blog world. Like, I feel like there's articles out there that people are like, is blogging dead now? And I think it's definitely taken a little bit of a hit with social media because people are just kind of consuming content on the app. But I do think if you are providing a lot of value and you're being very strategic about how you post it on social and like putting the goods in the blog and pointing people there, building an email list, like there's a lot of potential to build something that your community loves and that other local brands want to be a part of. So if you're interested in this, you should definitely be following Erin on the IG or the Facebook or the Pinterest or Twitter or whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Where, where, where are you like most engaged? Are you like, if people wanted to reach out to you, would it be Instagram DMs? Yeah, Instagram or Facebook, either or. Mm-hmm. And something to add on to what you said, SEO is a huge thing with blogs. So, I mean, if mm-hmm. you're not sharing on social media and stuff is good because that ultimately helps with Google and finding it. But if you're like, I know a lot of times I have parents or families looking for like, let's say right now it's Christmas lights in Des Moines. If you Google Christmas lights in Des Moines, Des Moines parent is going to show up, you know, as one of the top Mm -hmm. resources. So make sure that Mm -hmm. when you're blogging, you know, your SEO is good. You have your keywords and stuff like that. So that's like a whole nother thing. And social media is just what amplifies all that. So so true. I am. I have reached out to someone who I am going to bring on to the pod to talk about SEO because I feel like it's such an elusive to be like, work on your SEO. But like, right. once you understand SEO, it's not that complicated. You can spend a lot of money to have very good SEO. But I think some of the basics of learning it as a local brand can take people really far and you don't have to go all out with like long tail keywords and all of that but it is beneficial to know and understand and like what we use internally at love local is yoast seo do you use that for wordpress yeah it's like it's a free plugin you can upgrade Mm -hmm. but it helps kind of walk you through your blog posts and let you know like oh you're not using your keyword that's in your title a lot of times or your image doesn't have like the keywords in it so and it's really easy to understand and there's youtube videos like when anyone's like i can't figure it out it's like there are people teaching this stuff for free all over the internet. <laughs> so like check out Yoast SEO if you are blogging and not getting you're confused about SEO and kind of dabble with it. The worst thing that happens yeah. is, I don't know. I mean, there is no worst thing that happens. I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No. No, I'm glad you brought that up. We'll dive deeper into SEO in another episode because it is like worth its own conversation for sure. Yeah, it is. It's overwhelming. Thanks for being part of the podcast. I feel like we covered a lot of good ground with blogging. And if anyone is, uh, you know, a business owner in the Des Moines area and looking to experiment or try out working with local bloggers or Aaron specifically, Aaron would love to hear from you, I'm sure. I would love to hear too if that's a new kind of medium you're using to advertise and get your brand out there and to be a little bit more visible where you live. So thanks for being part of this episode, Aaron. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. You just listened to the Local to Legend podcast. We share new episodes every week. So make sure to subscribe and visit www.localtolegendpodcast.com for the latest. Now, I've also created a free five-day launch your list mini course. Just visit www.love-local.co forward slash launch your list. 
It's totally free. And also, if you want to spread the love, you're welcome to share this episode on Instagram so other people can come and get this info too. Tag me at emily.steel and at love.local so I can get to know you more. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.